0: and today is the fifth episode of our engineering series. We are talking about Balana Torres in Voyager. Woohoo! We have made it to the Delta Quadrant. What a long journey we have taken. <laughs> it's been a long road. Al- <laughs> <laughs> reference of course nice. to, yeah. <laughs> um, just quiet gently in the background <laughs> uh, yes ashlyn thank you so much for preparing this watch list for this week i'm very excited to dive in and talk about voyager after we do a few housekeeping things let's get to it <laughs> <laughs> yes rihanna uh this is a reminder that we are a part of the spn starfleet podcast network please go take a moment to head to starfleetpodcast.net. You can see everybody involved in SPN and also see our beautiful faces in case you don't know what we look like. We sometimes Mm -hmm. post, we're good about that on social media, but... Sometimes I imagine podcasters just because I've heard their voices. And then when I actually see a photo, it's It's extremely jarring. jarring. Yeah. Same with radio hosts, like that I've known known in my whole childhood or something. I was literally about to bring up on KBCO Robin Hart with the BCO morning show. I always thought she was like. I don't know, like raven haired and kind Same. of like glasses and yeah. sort of reader skeeter, but like sexy, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, Cause she she's like, I'm Robin Hart. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay lady. You're and Robin. then if you see a picture of her, she's blonde and like the no. opposite of what I no, imagine. It's it's, it's it's very <laughs> jarring. Same with Brett Saunders. <laughs> yeah. Like that man does not look the no. way he should no, no that's terrible news yeah if you looked a denver uh denverite you'll be freaking out about denverite. this segment but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> we love kvco out here wow yeah but yeah it's a really great network please go check it out also ashlyn i really want to ask you a very important question today are we ready to talk about techno battle okay yeah on on with the pod i guess rihanna let's go so we're talking about voyager we have left deep space nine and we are far removed in the delta quadrant this poses so many different types of challenges we have of course like regular starship problems but there's also Mm -hmm. so much more (laughs) to discuss so for you rihanna from these episodes what was your favorite techno babble that you encountered okay so mine was from the episode timeless we could have been timeless (laughs) there's the taylor swift reference if you're playing the drinky game along at home i think that's that's two one for it's a long road and another for taylor swift (laughs) so in timeless they talk about seven's quote interplexing beacon which helps her communicate with the drones that's essentially what's attached to her cortical node cortical node yeah and Chicote wants the doctor to quote determine its translink frequency and he wants him to access seven's chronometric you heard that right chronometric <laughs> node um that they have uh, and they stole as Borg temporal transmitter so all of this stuff is just absolutely wild to me first of all that the Borg have the technology to create like this receiver that can be sent through time but also the fact or transceiver, I guess. But also the fact that um Chakotay said with a completely ble- like straight face, he said chronometric node. I just know that it's just like the be like, what am I saying? Why am I saying this? <laughs> you know, it just cracks me up, especially to see Chicote deliver the techno babble because he doesn't do it as much. And so to see him really heavily involved in the engineering stuff in Timeless is actually kind of hilarious. And I thought that all that stuff with Seven's node and the beacon and <laughs> all this borg technology is always fantastic techno babble yeah like it, very confusing i have heard in uh episodes of the delta flyer which is the podcast uh-huh. run by robbie duncan mcneil and garrett robbie. wong they call he's everyone calls that's him Robbie so I'm sorry no. it's Robert Rob <laughs> like, no I love that you call him Robbie You're like I, I friends mean, now. no we're on for a first name basis that's after... also the name of our father though so I was like <laughs> you just call well, him Robbie he has it's R-O-B-B-I-E I believe mm. and our dad is R-O-B-B-Y yeah so, so I feel there's like there's difference. there's like a different personality with the oh, IE totally. you know what I mean well, um agreed. Yeah, but in, in I can't remember which episode, but Robbie was talking about <laughs> how Robert Beltran and so many Roberts, there's also Robert yeah, Picardo on this show. Um oh, but my. Yeah, just talking about how Beltran hated the Technobabble and oh. there were some, long, I think it was in Shattered actually, because he has a lot mm. of long scenes with a lot of Technobabble in that, especially when he's talking to Janeway and he hates those scenes and he gets very frustrated Mm. and for no particular reason I also just want to say that we stand with the SAG after strike and people who work like Beltran (laughs) during this time is a a scab so please support your writers and actors and hope that they get paid and yes yeah so 100%. the strike is the strike is still going I don't know how much we've talked about it on the pod Rihanna but you and I have talked about it a lot there we've tweeted and social media mm-hmm. ourselves about it and um but it, I think it's also good to remind everybody that yeah we stand with yeah. the strike <laughs> and like none of this would be possible we this podcast we always say like it wouldn't be possible without you listeners which is true but it really wouldn't be possible without the writers and actors who created the thing you yeah know, a- and the creators I could never do this never yeah disgusting so let's get them paid let's get them compensated for the incredible work that they're doing because wow like I love getting to talk about Voyager with you yes absolutely Brianna um well thank you for that techno babble I think it's uh, a very great example of some (laughs) of the things we're going to be discussing in this episode thanks for that tidbit about Beltran that's hilarious um, kind yeah, of makes I mean- me want it more now that I know he's kind of a sleaze bag of <laughs> like, yes, he hated the techno babble. <laughs> and if you don't know the tea we're talking about, you should just like look up um, <laughs> what happened at Star Trek Las Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Ashlyn, what about yes. you? What is your favorite techno babble? Okay. The- this I for me, I mean it's low hanging fruit, but I one of my favorite TikToks I made about this scene. It is um a scene from Threshold which, yes, is included in this list. So get your salamander babies ready and (laughs) grab their headphones. Kim and Paris and Neelix are all sitting in the mess hall together and they're trying to figure out how to make the shuttle, the Delta Flyer, hit warp... No, not the Delta Flyer, I'm sorry. How to have the shuttle hit warp 10 and Mm -hmm. like pass the threshold into transwarp drive (laughs) or like using the transwarp drive. And I'm just going to read this insanity okay so the problem they're trying to figure out is that the nacelle like as soon as they hit warp 10 the nacelle just flies off and so they're trying to figure out like maybe we could use some stronger material so it doesn't fly off or maybe we could do this or that and everything they think of there's just like not a solution but balana is there in the beginning of the scene she ends up leaving to go find some biscuits don't ask me (laughs) what's going on (laughs) um (laughs) but, but then um Neelix is sitting there like pretending to help and uh, Tom says maybe we've been looking in the wrong place what if the nacelles aren't being torn from the ship what if the ship is being torn from the nacelles and then Harry says the whole of the shuttle is made of titanium alloy at the speeds we're talking about that alloy could depolarize then Tom says and create a velocity differential the fuselage would be traveling at a faster rate of speed than the nacelles and Kim says, that means we just have to set up a depolarization matrix around the, fus- the fuselage. Paris says, that's it, Neelix, you're a genius. Because Neelix did say it was like the shuttle that was shaking and yeah. detaching itself from the nacelle. So, um <laughs> get right. But okay, fusel- fuselage to me is the best. Yes. No, what? But like for me, like number one favorite technobabble. What's a fuselage? <laughs> I-, I don't know, but- A fuel-solage? yeah it's f it's like fuse f-u-s-e l-a-g-e fuselage (laughs) i feel like this is like the star trek spelling bee it's like oh my god can Can you you use use it in a sentence (laughs) uh the fuselage would be traveling at a faster rate of speed can i hear it at, like oh, what else they say <laughs> an example of the yeah, word. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I man. can't help you kid we don't uh, know what yeah. a fuselage is that's a this- great choice ashlyn i like to reenact too that was really good oh thank you i've actually because of this podcast i have been trying to say techno babble a little smoother because yeah. even when i'm just reading out quotes i'm struggling with it i yeah. you know i so i really connect with the actors um <laughs> totally. Yeah, just a wonderful scene. But if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. That's yeah, why I love it. Way. Yeah, it's just enough nonsense that you're like, okay, I can visualize this. But it's also nonsense that like they keep consistent. I think we talked about this a bit, but like with the chronometric node, I mean, it's at least saying chrono, which is um, the same thing they always use for time travel, and so it's kind well, it's of like, like chrono, okay. like chroniton, yeah, But exactly. still like, it's like, it's like chrono, it's, it's yeah, it's like chronoton, chronoton, Like you're basically there, you know. And so I'm like, okay, I can suspend my my belief a little bit and be like, okay, here we go. I, <laughs> I see that we've got some time travel coming up, <laughs> but yeah,
1: that's you get a it little hint, me.
0: yeah, because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm no engineer. So I hope to be one day yeah. <laughs> only um, in not in real life, but in Starfleet. Yeah. <laughs> Ashlyn, would you like to hopefully grab an engineer from our action figure pod? I literally almost forgot about the action figure. This is why this podcast has to be done by both of us, Rihanna. Yeah, two people. Otherwise, we, we forget a lot. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I kind of picked an engineer. Let's be real. Kind of. I mean, she's not like designated title but basically <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh that <laughs> was a good chuckle ashlyn <laughs> all right who did you bring who did you bring along with us odo <laughs> oh do he's like dancing yeah yeah odo's here that's all i'll say <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm speechless yeah okay it's really sad because for the patreon i actually picked harry kim and so i was really yeah. hoping to get a voyager person but Which also, reminder, uh, we are crushing through Lower Decks Season 3 on the Patreon, reviewing episode after episode. We actually talk about the whole episode, not just like one specific niche thing like we normally (laughs) do on the pod. So if you want to hear us talk about Lower Decks, head on to patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If you donate $6 or more per month, you can hear those. Also, we're going to be having – we're going to be looking at short treks. Anyway, we got got fun things coming. So if you've been needing more Dura Sisters content – and if you want to hear about me pulling Garrett Wong out of my action figure bag, like, please <laughs> head over to that please. episode. let's do it. Yeah, thank you yeah. for that plug, Ashlyn. <laughs> anyway, plug over. Rihanna, Odo's wondering who is his friend on this pod. His friend <laughs> is Michael Burnham. Okay, yes. That's her tapping on the mic. I don't know if <laughs> you want to hear it, but she's saying hello. Odo taps back. <laughs> 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 like a deeper tap. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Um, well, Playmates are made of different stuff. She's a newer action figure, so yeah. Odo's made a sterner stuff. No offense. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Michael can move more. She can shake her ass more. I mean, she she's can shake her booty literally more. twerking right now. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, so let me read this watch list. Let's let's settle in right now yeah. <laughs> to this pod. This was all Ashlyn. She absolutely slayed this watch list. Thank you. Yes. So we are going to start out with the Janeway and Seven section, which maybe we should call jane jevin. Mm, <laughs> jevin
1: what's their ship
0: name i just say J seven sev sevway i don't know yeah, uh okay so yeah we're we're gonna be talking about jane wayne seven there are a lot of engineers actually in Voyager, but I decided to focus on these two. So we'll be watching, we'll be talking about Caretaker, Relativity, Year of Hell, Day of Honor, and One. Mm-hmm. And then we will be moving on to the Bolana episodes with Parallax, Prototype, Threshold, Dreadnought, Day of Honor, Revulsion, Extreme Risk, Juggernaut, Drive, and Flesh and Blood. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, again, this is one, <laughs> another episode that sounds like a lot, but- There's a lot of overlapping themes and I'm I'm very excited. In general, this watch list was super fun to make. And again, I just it's always interesting when we're picking episodes for someone's like specific job. Because, like I'm saying, for every episode of this series, there are way more Balana episodes than what we have listed. We lost a ton and actually Muse was one I really wanted to keep in but she does not do that much engineering but it's Mm -hmm. basically like Harry and Bolana are trapped on this planet and then Harry or and then Kim yeah (laughs) and then Paris up on Voyager is freaking out because his like crush and bestie are gone he's freaking out um so that's a great one you should just watch if you need a great Voyager episode but we will not be talking about it anymore today yeah i am excited i i think balana like all these episodes you're going to see a common theme that she does not separate engineering and her life is very much all mixed in together and i feel like jordy like yeah he does engineering on the side for fun but it's not like his emotions are being like poured into whatever his like engineering task is um like we talked about with o'brien he's like completely separate Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be very different types of episodes. Um, And also it's just going to show you how incredible B'Elanna is and how absolutely necessary she is to Voyager getting home because in pretty much all of these, like B'Elanna saves the day. So literally before we talk about B'Elanna, let's go into Janeway and Seven, specifically with Janeway in the episode Caretaker. I think this really shows right away. Like, this is the pilot of the whole thing. It really shows how much Janeway has prepared for her role as captain and how strong her engineering background is. So, all right, Rihanna, let's get into it. You want to talk a little bit about this scene? Yeah, it's amazing, honestly, because there's chaos. is just, is raining on the bridge um, when they get hit by the array wave thing that takes them to the Delta Quadrant. And... (laughs) First officer's dead. (laughs) (laughs) The chief engineer dead. Chief chief medical officer dead. Helmsman dead.
1: (laughs) I wanna,
0: I wanna say that when I made the watch list, Brianna and I like we make our own notes. You know about if we don't have time to watch the full episode. And I, I'm pretty sure I purposefully put like the start of it, which is 18 minutes, exactly like a minute before. Cabot, yes. the first officer, dies because that scene is so hilarious. Corrects me, me up every time. Yeah, like, it, it stitches like I. Who is it? Someone yells like. Hang brace on, or like for brace impact. for impact. <laughs> he sprints across the bridge. <laughs> he's like, well, it's funny because next to him, like Chakotay, like grabs a, or whoever, not Chakotay, duh. Um Next to him, like Harry grabs a rail and like really braces for impact. But Mister Cavett, he's like sprints around the bridge. It's absolutely <laughs> incredible. Please go watch Caretaker starting at eighteen minutes. <laughs> I'm so anyway, I really just honored to be with this <laughs> gift. It's one of my favorite scenes yeah <laughs> it's too good oh r.i.p to the dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, go you know, brace for impact jadeway's checking his pulse like what the f-?" Yeah, like, you why know did, why did he die like this yeah. <laughs> this was needless it's like it's yeah, making literally. room for my husband yeah true anyway. true anyway um so yeah it's pandemonium everyone's dying they're about ready to replace a bunch of mm-hmm. engineers and doctors and stuff um And since engineering is not responding, Janeway just goes right down there, and she puts up her hair. She goes, she gets right into the action because she finds out that the warp core has micro fractures, and um, she says she has to lock down the magnetic constrictors, and they have to get the reaction before the 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 fractures get larger. And so she is just like, not even hesitating, you know. And I, I think that maybe at first the Brit or the crew in engineering are like, whoa, like, what is Janeway doing down here? But once she's there, I can't help but feel like at ease, you know? Like, even probably if I were a new person on her ship, I'd be like, wow, the captain is down here. Like, we must be in good hands. Yes, yes. Thank you, Rihanna. I, I love watching the scene, like, after she realizes that her dumbass first officer's dead, she <laughs> then immediately, you know, as per protocol, is checking in, like, okay, everybody, like, report And then she's calling to all the different sections and you know like rihanna said we're not hearing from Sigbay, we're not hearing from engineering and she instantly knows like what orders like like eventually someone from engineering does like call up and give a report and she has the smarts to basically be able to say like okay i can prioritize these problems so start working on them so i love seeing that and also this made me i mean i just i want to take a second to talk about janeway's engineering background um I'm like preparing to yes my dissertation your Ted talk yeah (laughs) Yeah, but I'll I'll try to keep it brief just just that she's so amazing and I love her and I she has some specialties like in the science departments especially about like warp theory there is there's an episode where she talks about it but anyway so she is a very extensive like she was a science officer before she was on the command path so number one and then also number two just in general I believe I was like going deep in the subreddits about this, but yeah. I'm pretty sure because Star Trek follows a lot of Navy, Navy things specific, mm-hmm. like military things that are specific to the Navy because they are like a fleet, you know, like sure. a, a lot of the terms are similar. And so to, in the Navy, a commander has to be has to be rotated through every single department before they're able to make that rank. And then you go on to captain and you still have all of this knowledge. Um, That's cool so I think that is just like something cool to consider with all of the first officers that we've seen I mean ex- with the exception of Kira because she was not in Starfleet but yeah just something like cool to think about like everyone's been in those departments but Jane, wait, she just like excels like she could be chief engineer of any other ship if she had wanted to be like she could have just lived her life as chief engineer but she decided to be a captain so mm, I love her so oh, much and um yes. yeah Mm -hmm. no ashlyn thank you for that background because it makes me also just realize like she is so good at engineering because she also knows the priorities like you said she knows who which tasks to give to who and so when she's down there commanding engineering she's doing the work herself but she's also delegating she's not like a lot of these other engineers who are like my work core like no one touch it i'm gonna do it all myself like scotty or (laughs) (laughs) o'brien um that probably is a little better, but definitely Scotty. <laughs> and so I think that way that's what makes her like the perfect combo for an engineer is that she's not a chief, you know, she is the captain. And so first of all, she gets to call the shots, which is handy, but also her shots are correct. Like she knows what she's doing and she doesn't hesitate to jump in and help. So that must be just like really exciting for the crew to see. And also just like relieved to have a, Person in charge of engineering who knows how to delegate and knows how to like get stuff done quickly. Yeah, absolutely, Rihanna. I, yeah, I love her. I I love the scene and caretaker. Well, I think let's continue on this path and talk about Janeway in relativity because we get to see her at the moment she first steps on her bridge and just the first time she's getting into Voyager. And again, we're seeing right away that she knows her stuff. I mean, obviously. I always think the Admiral who follows her around is super annoying, but uh, he's just like Yeah, they're supposed to be good friends. They're supposed to be good friends. And it's just like a very weird line of questioning. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like making her prove herself, which I hate. Um, And so, but she does for sure. I mean, she's incredible in this because she knows everything about her ship. She said she spent three months uh, looking like buried in the schematics of Voyager. And so. She's like, I could walk around this place blindfolded, (laughs) Um, which is very cute. And as she's walking around, she realizes that there's even more room for improvement. And that's what she says. Like, she's already suggesting modifications, already thinking about ways to better the ship. And so this is just indicative of how she's going to be as a captain. like, she's going to be constantly bettering the ship through Borg tech and through like, you know, all this kind of tech they pick up along the way or trade for or help upgrade. And so I think that is like really cool that she's already thinking kind of like an engineer as a captain, like we can always continue to upgrade the ship. And I'm sure that is like Eddie engineer's dream is to just be constantly like improving, making it better. I mean, Jordy had that whole like <laughs> trying to be better than that other guy on the ship, his classmate <laughs> or whatever. So, you know, it, it runs in engineering blood and I just really love to see her so lit up about Voyager and about like, you know, just being ready to jump in. Absolutely. I love her, like, oh, I love her attitude. She's so excited. This is her first command and is like chomping at the bit to be as prepared as possible, just to kick ass as much as possible. I, I do think this tells us two things though, like from a writing and a character perspective, because I think when you're talking about the launch of this new Star Trek show, the whole thing is it's a female captain. And so... Like that's the hook, you know, DS9 was on a station. This time they're in the Delta Quadrant with a woman captain like, ooh, what's this show (laughs) gonna be like, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's their tagline and that's what everyone thinks about is Janeway. And so you have to have a character, I think in the 90s to pull this off to the execs. Like you have to have a character who knows everything. Like she's not allowed to have flaws, like she can do everything. And, And we've seen captains who, like obviously Janeway has flaws that I don't know about, but, um, but probably I I feel like she's not give, like, I don't, I don't know. There have been a lot of other male captains who could be a captain with a lot less than Janeway, you know, Uh, Um especially in the engineering department. So like I, that is at play absolutely for for uh, audiences but because she's such a go-getter it they they write it in to make it seem like okay she's just very career oriented and she's so prepped to be the captain exactly yeah ashlyn that's kind of exactly what i think we heard kate mokrue speak to um either it was like when we saw her at the Janeway statue thing or when i saw her at mission chicago Or when I saw her at Denver Comic-Con. You know, who knows? Or when I saw her at SF (laughs) Comic-Con. Yeah, I mean, who knows? We love her. We see her all the time (laughs) if we can. But she did talk about like having to be sort of and have to know everything, have to be knowledgeable in all these fields more so than Kirk was, you know, kind of thing. And I think it's such a good point. And why I hate that Starfleet admiral looking over her shoulder, acting like you know is she ready for this little kathy or whatever you know, he's not cute but he, he says just <laughs> condescending like that you know and um i hate that that has to be a plot point because let janeway be janeway let her hair be her hair you know that kind of stuff but it's something that kate Mulder really fought for for janeway and i just really appreciate that and i also got to say too that like there is no one like janeway in the fact that she will talk or that she will be able to remember a chronoton flux of like 0.003 Brianna. It's it? the Janeway factor. This yes. is saying yeah. yes. Is that she's always there, worming her way in, figuring out the problem. Um, and this is of course what hinders and saves the episode <laughs> um, in, in equal measures. And so I think that that is so special too that she was able to remember it all those years because that shows an extreme attention to detail that engineering's that that engineers have but also that captains like need, you know. And so she just works so beautifully in these two departments which, you know, it's just amazing to see because I can't wait to talk about how she then interacts with engineering in, in other places and with yes. other people. Yes, I think now let's talk a little bit about year of hell. Um yeah. that you we're not going to go in depth, but you can't I don't know, like you, year of hell has to always be brought up some way because they go through so much in that year and the fact that they were able to keep voyager together until jane we decided to Um, (laughs) (laughs) self-destruct truly like the, the the way they were able to keep it running for a year as like a living in a nightmare disaster zone is absolutely incredible and for a lot of that, like, Bolana is injured. Janeway is just getting, like, colder and mm-hmm. more secluded and more determined and, like, kind of, like, losing her grip on reality because she's so yeah. obsessed with making everything right again and surviving and making it through this no matter what. Even though Jacote's like, let's a, let's abandon ship and let everybody fend for themselves. She's like, uh-uh, we're keeping the crew together. And yeah, yeah. Her, her decisions start to get more and more questionable, but... It ends up working out, you know, because <laughs> she keeps it in one piece. You know, I think that like, though they're questionable, it's kind of the corners you have to cut sometimes in order to keep the ship going for as long as this crisis is. And if it's a whole year, you know, then like, it's no wonder that she starts to get really testy and kind of like <laughs> going a little bit unhinged in her ways of doing this. I'm thinking about her like running through that fire essentially like at one point begging with Voyager like come on like just stick stay together for a little longer you know and we can see them for the whole time rerouting different power from different places and seeing that like having Bellana down for a lot of this is really really tough because Janeway I feel like ha- feels like she has to step in and she's trying to be in like five places at once you know and that's just impossible so she's stretching herself too thin without Blana, and it just like when when is not there her absence is really felt you know and especially in engineering <laughs> especially You're during the ab- year of hell are you kidding me like absolutely right and that's part of what makes this such a difficult like mind game as well for her and I'm thinking specifically at one point I believe it's in part two like Chakotay gets kidnapped and Tom <laughs> uh, but like I'm from not, yeah. you know Jay from Jayway's perspective like Chakotay's yeah. kidnapped he, she's been you know, like, n- not doing well communicating with anyone, including him during this time. Yeah. But then when he gets kidnapped, he's no longer, like, that solid thing at her side, keeping her sane, and yeah. stopping her from doing these crazy things. And so mm-hmm. they finally find a void where they are not able to be seen by anorax. <laughs> this this sure. mother... mf M- 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 her. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> he's anorax. Um, um, He... They they spend that time getting repairs done and trying to at least get in good enough shape where they can go out and do another attack or keep surviving or something. And I think they're only in, the, in there for like a week and they're having a briefing and is like, we need at least three more weeks in order to even get impulse back online, you know? Jeez. Like just the minimum, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Janeway's like, no, I I don't care. Let's just get out of here and let's face what we have to face. And Seven is the only one who questions her and says this is dumb you know like we should stay in this nebula and like as long as possible and like maybe get some food or something yeah um and uh, no one else questions her and and then afterwards she's reprimanded like by Tuvok for you shouldn't question Janeway so i i don't know i i love this scene also from an engineering perspective because is like you're you're saying you're giving me 3 weeks to tomorrow you know yeah like insane amounts. We're talking Cisco amounts of like (laughs) time. (laughs) Unrealistic. Yeah. 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 Ashlyn, you bring up a good point that we're gonna be discussing a lot in these upcoming episodes, which I think is like the connection between your ability to lead and your ability to work in engineering on Voyager, (laughs) you know, because this is not a normal ship on starfleet this isn't even a normal space station not that Deep space nine was <laughs> It's right <laughs> by the wormhole but um i think again we're seeing an engineer faced with unprecedented an unprecedented situation that Geordi or scotty just like didn't really think about or wouldn't uh, we, would be interesting of course to see them thrown in the delta quadrant and see how they do you know but they would think do that, so well. I'm just thinking about like a Dirty Data spinoff where it's just the two of them in like yes, a shuttle. In the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they would like leave with like 30 friends. <laughs> oh, stop. I would love that. Let's oh go, God. Paramount. Literally, get your shit together. It's just really interesting. We're going to be seeing this connection because engineering on Voyager is a lot about communication and like taking risks, talking it through trying something completely new for the first time ever (laughs) is kind of like the daily on Voyager, at least the weekly when we see these episodes. And so when seven is a couple weeks, maybe mere months into being an ex Borg and being, you know, re assimilated for lack of a better word uh, into the Voyager collective. (laughs) And she is, bored essentially and going crazy because she used to have all these tasks as a as a Borg and she's a bored Borg and she needs some work (laughs) (laughs) and so she's like I would like to work at engineering and I think that this is a wonderful turn of events because it although it does spark the frustrating um, tension that's between Bellana and Seven throughout pretty much the entire series uh, it, it still shows growth from both sides of learning how to be a better leader. I mean, it's making me think too about the Deep Space Nine episode we just watched, um called Starship Down. That was essentially O'Brien pulling Worf aside and being like, "These engineers are different than bridge officers. You need to treat them differently." And I think that Bolana is also trying to say, "These engineers are not Borg, and you need to treat them differently." You know, and so balana having that capacity to sort of say that even if she's snapping at her or not being like the kindest about it i think it's really interesting to see their interaction in this but yeah anyway keep an eye out for like that the leadership role because it's such a prominent <laughs> sorry ashlyn just winked she's really keeping her eye out <laughs> i'm keeping an eye out yeah she's like i'm looking around <laughs> um, <laughs> but it it is really prominent um so ashlyn take it away i talked my essay so no, I was so intrigued. I was taking notes. It was like, nice job, Brianna. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, these needless catfights between Seven and Balana, I think, is only for the male gaze. I don't yes. understand why. I Anyway. <laughs> I think the only explanation is that Seven is condescending enough and B'Elanna is proud, proud enough. That they make like an explosive combo, but I also think that Balana's writing has already become more sophisticated than that, like petty pride that she had in the first two or three seasons. Yeah, and I think that once she understands Seven's ability in engineering and how much she can accomplish, accomplish, she does start to respect her more. but in the beginning also remember they still don't really trust seven and even janeway like has to pull her aside and is like um (laughs) so can you not like borgify our ship yeah literally like please don't yeah yeah so that so to be fair to balana like she doesn't really trust um seven anyway but yeah yeah, i i try to read more and more every time i i get a scene with these two i i hope you know that eventually it does start to soften a little bit agreed or just like help me understand it more and help me understand like why these two would want this like rivalry instead of working together. (laughs) Yeah, well, and also, you know, we talk about characters like Spock or Dax who can just kind of do anything and data, you know? And it's like, okay, we need someone who's so OP in the plot (laughs) to like get us out of a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. And I think Seven becomes that character A hundred percent because she can do so much. She has like all these ability with, with her, all these abilities with her Borg, um, with her Borg parts. And also just because she like has an insane amount of knowledge about so many things. Yeah. So, She's an insanely valuable asset to the crew, and once she takes her place in astrometrics and starts to really, like, make that post her own, it's so special to watch her, like, blossom. But she's someone who Bolana should always rely on as one of these OP, I-can-do-anything yeah. engineering-wise characters. Especially if it's, like, I have an idea, but it's going to be impossible to pull off. Just look to seven. You know, she's like, I've got some nanoprobes, or yeah. <laughs> I've got some, I can reverse some polarity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My cortical <laughs> node can do something to yeah. affect the wave of the ship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's so true. And I love that you talk about like seven in astrometrics because that is an incredible other feat of engineering that we won't be discussing. But I just want to shout out her and Harry Kim, which is a weird combo because they're usually cringe AF, but them working on astrometrics together is really cool. And like to see what they've made is really impressive. And I also just think it does give seven that space to just like feel more at home and to feel like this is my domain. I can really like show off all of my engineering skills here. Yes, absolutely. See, I, I hate their weird flirting. So I... I despise it. Don't get I don't me wrong. like that scene, but it is cool to see them doing really badass engineering. Yeah, and that one's not in Revolution, but it's like later on. Yeah. So Yeah. Revulsion, you mean? Not revolution. <laughs> the revolution. Oh, that was the word. <laughs> oh, you just can't read. But you can't speak. Um, okay, so okay, let's go to one because that is one of the coolest uh seven episodes and rihanna i completely forgot about one and rihanna was the one who remembered it so it thank was? you for your one contribution oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i called you and i was like there's someone we're missing like there's a oh i know, I know. there's a really seven. badass yeah. engineering episode i'm not thinking of and you're like, <laughs> like seven my, of nine my wife <laughs> seven of nine yeah my <laughs> wife would like to speak yeah so okay well then you explain tell us what your wife does in this amazing episode okay well Janeway will be damned if she's stopped by a nebula. <laughs> it's oh, sort of that's, the, uh... that's my wife right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> We've each got our wives. I literally yeah. felt that quote in my soul. I was like, yeah. damn straight, you're not going to let that stop you. Yes, because there's a nebula that's affecting every pretty much organic species uh, on Voyager, except seven because of her cortical node and the doctor because of his holographic self. <laughs> and so. They all have to go to cryostasis and Seven and the Doctor have to keep Voyager running for a um, month for a month in this nebula. It turns out being a little longer, though, it's like a month and a half. Yeah, because halfway through they get some crazy problems. The <laughs> gel packs start going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me it's always I'm the gel buddy. packs Yeah, though, for real. Oh man, we can't. I can't wait to talk more about gel packs. <laughs> like we're, we're gonna be talking about them a lot. <laughs> but systems keep shutting down in different regions of voyager and so seven's basically running around by herself the doctor is also doing his part he goes to the bridge while she goes to engineering because i think there's this warp core breach then they go there and find out nothing's nothing's wrong there's no 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 explosion about to happen and then you know Ashley essentially told me she's like you can watch this episode until seven starts hallucinating (laughs) and then it's kind of hard to tell what's actually engineering and what's like just hallucinations so which is a we valid love, point. we love that she's hallucinating about engineering though like that's so dedicated yeah. you know <laughs> like a Rutherford <laughs> oh that's the way I want to go <laughs> <laughs> he's hallucinating about like repairing a like broken door like <laughs> into the tubes like <laughs> yeah I mean it would be surprising oh it's just so good yeah my first note is mommy for Janeway so we're just gonna yes. slide right past that um. <laughs> oh okay yeah so there, there's some really good moments in here in the beginning after everybody is asleep um we see Seven's normal day you know she wakes up she eats she goes to the bridge checks the course correct like Checks the course heading, makes any adjustments you need to, goes to the doctor, and then whatever happens, they'll either like start repairing systems or just like just doing different maintenance together. And so um, at the beginning of her little round, she's crawling in the Jeffrey tube with the doctor, and he says, These tubes were not created for creature comfort. It seems they should have been designed so you could walk upright. <laughs> and this is such a fourth wall i kind of wonder Mm -hmm. because picardo i've heard again from my friend robbie that (laughs) um Picardo made a lot of edits to his lines compared to the other characters. Uh-huh. And so this is the kind of thing I can see him being like, um, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. You know what I We're mean? We're gonna talk about these crazy tubes you've maybe walk in or crawl in all day. Because no one thinks about like that. Like that would be a nightmare if you no. actually had to do that every day. Like maybe if your knees are like protected by some future technology. But yeah. um it still seems crazy to design them this way. Yeah <laughs> I mean the actors for sure probably Scotty's them. like, gotta get my knee pads on. <laughs> There's yes. no time, Scotty. Oh, but my <laughs> knees are already chafing lad. No, <laughs> so, and they have like the Starfleet insignia on the knee pads. <laughs> you know they want like, that. And they're red. They're red too. <laughs> Depending on their <laughs> Yeah. Or yellow. <laughs> <Their> yeah. <department. laughs> When yeah. Ron became an engineer, they handed him his knee pads. <laughs> Enjoy waste extraction. Use your knee pads. Oh, oh Lord, it's too good. Yeah, I, I hope that and the doctor had some knee pads. The, <laughs> the doctor, okay, he does not need knee pads. Yeah, this does not a feeling. His, his knees, knees are not his. Yeah, his knees <laughs> don't need to hurt. Um, <laughs> anyway. Well. Um, yeah, so this is when here here we go. This is very important section. This is the yeah. jet the gel pack session. <laughs> did you almost um, say jet pack? <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> this is the jetpack session. <laughs> <laughs> <Where> they... <laughs> no, we're not. there's a the space. There's jet packs in uh Day of Honor, so you gotta just oh, wait. Right, right, right. Um Oh my gosh, all right, we'll bring it back to uh to gel packs. Mm-hmm. Um the neural jetpacks. I keep saying jetpacks. The neural, <laughs> the neural gel packs are malfunctioning and causing false readings to appear in the sensors. And so, like, there's one point where they think the warp core is breaching, and then Seven runs to engineering, and everything's fine. Yeah. But the nebula is affecting bio, like bionic matter. Oh my god. The um the nebula is affecting living matter I think biomatter yeah. is what they call it so, and yeah. so that includes the gel packs because you'll remember they like keep getting diseases throughout Voyager like we're gonna be talking about that episode soon yeah so there's so many things that can go wrong with them but it's they're way more sustaining than whatever they had before this was like early in season one anyway yeah. and also his uh, the doctor's emitter is affected too which you know, that yeah. I don't think there's any biomatter in that, but, you know, whatever the plot needs is fine. Yeah, you, I don't you know. You know what I mean? It's a good point, but maybe in the 29th century, they had already, like, started conducting things that had biomatter and, like, non-organic matter. I don't know. We'll have, we'll have to, next episode, ask Daniels about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Add it to the uh-huh. list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go to his quarters, My list. My of yeah. questions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so after that, and the doctor is... He they barely make it back to Sick Bay. We've talked about before how ridiculous it is that there's not right. like a copy of the Doctor on like every database and yeah. not just in like Sick a Bay. Porter buffer keeps your pattern. Keep the doctor's yeah pattern. Literally doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> <It> doesn't. <laughs> but <yeah>. Um like, <laughs> always makes me cackle. I'm like, this is a very serious scene, and I'm just laughing my head off at watching yeah. Picardo and Ryan run. Like it's so good. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so from this point on, he's trapped in sick bay in case this happens again. And then Mm -hmm. she's completely on her own. And it Mm -hmm. is insane. Cause you know, first of all, like when I was thinking about me being like, in thinking about this from my perspective, like if I was the person or like, if I was doing what seven had to do, I would think, Oh, I'm going to watch a lot of Netflix. You know, I'm going to like have a lot of free time to relax, but that is completely wrong because you have to run to like every single station and do everything yourself. And especially like because the computer can in the beginning like help her with like the course navigation but eventually as things start to degrade she has to do things manually so it just gets crazier as it goes on and they do not understand the sacrifice that seven made to get them through this nebula this was probably the most harrowing thing that she's done in her life up to this point maybe still today (laughs) Loki. yeah not sacrificing herself for the board queen or anything like this takes it (laughs) Um, no this is number one (laughs) yeah yeah you know i think i mean ashlyn i totally agree i think that's so true and the fact that seven you know she wanted to feel more part of the crew and she really got it you know i think in a way she would want to feel active and helpful. but this is just beyond the point of anyone's like you know i mean they should have Built another hologram or anything, you know? To, I like, was thinking help about her. again this all of these plots could be solved if they put holographic emitters around the yes. entire ship. I mean, for yes. more rants about this, go to our holodeck series. Because it's yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous why they don't just have like a community of people like randos yeah. helping with these photons be free. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So ridiculous um but it's incredible to see her patch up each system as the gel packs start to go down quicker you know and she's talking the computer and the computer's starting to glitch out and so she's like reroute this system to that or whatever and you can hear the voice clear up again and you can see her shoulders kind of relax a fraction she's like okay one major crisis averted on to the first or second of like the 10th today you know it's just Insane, you know, and and why it's so improbable that Picard would really think that, Be- him and Beverly were quote all they ever needed. <laughs> <laughs> We've only ever needed the two of us, Beverly, <laughs> to run this whole. There's <laughs> only ever been to the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> remember me? Oh. oh, yeah. I just, Brianna, you keep did. bringing up our like funniest. Conversations. I feel like Fraser's going to be popping in at the conversation Fraser. anytime now. <laughs> Fraser was in our Patreon. This yeah, is- we <laughs> did talk about Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. The episode. Oh, I love also that the theme so far we're hitting is like this techno babble is ridiculous but i would die for this episode yes Yes. and that's that's how i feel about one it's so it's so good Mm -hmm. but at the at the very end she is being completely haunted by hallucinations of the crew they're Mm -hmm. like covered in blood and like all nasty mm -hmm. to her and i mm, i love seeing jadeway like this like she's like so mean (laughs) at the end like voyager ends up stopping about 11 minutes before they're exiting the nebula because like warp is out of course uh freaking impulse power is out the, like she doesn't even have thrusters and so she's like dead it's... dead in the water yeah i think it's literally like she only has power and life support <laughs> yeah literally yeah exactly and so she's like where am I gonna get that power from? And then like the evil Janeway is talking in her mind, like, oh, bio beds one through 10, how, you know, yeah. or not she didn't say one through 10, but she's like, <laughs> I could just take away the power from yeah. the bio beds and use that to propel us, to propel us forward. And that's ultimately what Seven ends up doing is she takes the first 10 pods, takes power from them. And there's only about 10 minutes left. So it's like, maybe they could survive yeah. without power for 10 minutes. So she's taking mm-hmm. this gamble. And um, to even take away more power, she takes off life support. And so she's, like, choking at the end and almost pass out. And it ends up working and they survive. Ooh. But it's very close, you know? Like, she was yeah. fighting her mind. She was losing it, like, completely, like, never slept, you know? So yeah, incredibly impressive, yeah. She's barely regenerating. She's barely getting her daily amount of nutrients, so... <laughs> It's rough for a Borg who can't sleep. Wow, it's very poetic. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm a poet and I I did indeed know it. When's your album dropping, Rihanna? Who knows, bro? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Could be years. Could be years. (laughs) Um, um, Okay, so Ashley, on that note, do we want to begin talking about the main event? of this episode it's balana time balana torres she is the chief engineer aboard voyager and i think first let's talk about the episode where she becomes chief and hits the current chief (laughs) so um (laughs) this is literally how the episode starts in parallax parallax oh yeah parallax yep where balana hits lieutenant commander Carrie. lieutenant uh, baby boy, I think he's Lieutenant. I think he's Lieutenant Carrie. Breaks his nose. She doesn't want to apologize to him. And Chicote is like, I need to deal with this. And so he's like, No, Tuvok, don't throw her in the brig. I'll talk to her. He doesn't tell Jadeway. Anyway, a lot of crazy moves <laughs> on this everyone's is part. literally the episode after the pilot. So this is yeah. extremely early and Second. everybody's in yeah. their, like, like, chaotic era. So oh, Seriously. The Maki are ready to revolt on the <laughs> yeah, ship. Yeah, literally like... Seska's like, when are we going to revolt Chakotay? <laughs> oh my god. That's half her role, though, on the ship is listening into conversations being like, revolt, anyone? <laughs> like... <laughs> Amazing. So, um... Ashlyn, I think first let's just talk about Balana as we sort of know her coming into Voyager and as a Maquis member. And then we'll talk about her adjusting to the crew of Voyager. Okay. Oh, I love her. (laughs) This, oh, I'm so excited. I have sort of done a 180 about Balana. As yeah. well, I liked her in my first watch through, but she was never one of my favorites. And she has really like risen to the top. It's one of those things where you realize a character's like you, and so you yeah. your instinct is to not like them. Yeah, that's how I totally feel about Bolana. Yeah, I love Troy, her. Like, Ariana, <laughs> yeah. literally, like this. We should actually just have this be the Troy and Bolana show. Yeah, that um, is literally. <laughs> totally yeah. <there>. yeah. <laughs> With Duras sisters, who like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not strong enough to be Beethoven. <laughs> like, oh, I'm for sure, Lursa. Yes, so I got you. Yeah. Anyway, no yeah. So, oh, Belana, as Chicote says, and then oh she says God. like Chacote. <laughs> <Chakotay. laughs> yeah. They are like they're not totally solid. Really it up. Yeah. All the names are being pronounced yet. Yeah, yeah. Harry does that um, too, though. In Revelations, I mean, in Resolutions, he goes Belana. You're just like, oh, please. <laughs> just wrong. <laughs> Belana, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> she, I want to remind everybody, in the pilot, when the Valjean was destroyed, so all the Maquis are over on Voyager, and Janeway is talking to the Kazon on the screen, like acting on behalf of everyone, and she then gives the order to destroy the Array, which is what is, she knows is going to strand them there. Yeah. And Belana <laughs> is the... <laughs> is the only one to protest of everyone on the bridge. And there's like, everyone's on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Just like 40 <laughs> people packed in there. And she's like, who are you to be acting on behalf of all of us? Mm-hmm. And like, you can't make this decision for us. And Chicote literally stops her because she's like walking towards Janeway, like what the hell's going on? Chicote yeah. stops her and he's like, she's the captain so like instantly you know they're like well okay cool yeah so it's interesting like they're they're adding that balana dynamic in right away which is totally in character and so she's someone who she dropped out of starfleet and she she dropped out of the academy and then joined the maquis has a very like rocky childhood growing Mm -hmm. up as a half klingon and daddy issues galore. We love her. Yep. She's so complicated. Mommy She's, issues as well. Mommy issues. Klingon issues. Yeah, um, cultural issues. Yeah. Maquis <laughs> issues. Um, yeah. Starfleet issues. Starfleet <laughs> issues. Anger issues. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I guess, you know, she, she has yeah everything going wrong. We love wrong. her. She's a messy bench. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's yeah. So of course she's punching Carrie and Chicote says, cause event, you know, he, he ends up talking to Janeway because he wants to recommend Bolana to be a chief engineer over Carrie. And he says to her, she's the best engineer I've ever known. She could teach at the Academy. And yes. I thought that was a bold statement because Chicote does not like, Mince words he doesn't exaggerate and so to hear him speaking so strongly about on behalf of balana is really cool and it's his convincing is what keeps her in the running absolutely because jane was like are you crazy yeah. like you want what are you recommending her to do like as one of these senior officer positions and he's like chief engineer and she's completely caught off guard like didn't she just punch that guy yesterday yeah. like this is crazy to suggest her exactly and Chicote pushes it so hard he actually like asked balana for her opinion when they're all on the bridge and they're just like calling down to engineering and then jayway like, like okay lieutenant <laughs> carrie like what do you think okay you exit or you execute this idea carrie and Chicote, i want to see you in private <laughs> i was like oh he in trouble <laughs> um but he stands by. Yeah, yeah, he does. He, he stands by Bolana because he knows it's the right choice. And I think that this following scene is really interesting because it's Janeway and Bolana meeting, and essentially talking. You know, Janeway is essentially feeling her out and being like, "Okay, is she all that Chakotay's cracked her up to be?" And Janeway realizes that Taurus also, or needs also, the commanding ability. And Taurus isn't really bothered about what people think of her. You know, this conversation about it and Bolana's even like if you don't think I'm right for this job just say so and Janeway you know is really keeping her cards close to her chest because she's like I don't know how she's going to react and it's clear that like with very little provocation Belana reacts very strongly and so it, it makes me understand her more though because because of this episode because we see this transition you know where we know she's not a great leader we know she's punching people (laughs) um but we also know that she's like extremely passionate about engineering that she is 99 percent of the time correct about what needs to be done or at least in the right area and that like i think janeway does end up seeing that potential of being a good leader when they have that you know like revelation in the um in the conference room later on but well this also, first meeting is just so tense it's interesting exactly Sorry. i just also want to just so agree with you about how nerdy balana is because she's so passionate about engineering that she punches someone yeah like i'm telling you this is not an exaggeration she is on whale lady levels of passion about engineering because she yes. smacks Carrie just like whale lady slapped her co-worker yes and just for because of for taking the whales yeah Ashland, <laughs> i didn't get you. to say goodbye to them slap so like and is like you want to de-pull the rides what boom Punch. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ashlyn, thank you for bringing that up we love a passionate woman about their career their jobs like it, and especially engineers, it makes sense, you know, like, you have to have a lot of passion, like we were talking about last week to be under this much pressure all the time. And so I think the fact that Chicote is giving her this chance, you know, and that even though Janeway didn't have a great first meeting with her, he's still, she's still understanding that like, her solution, her her ideas are getting solutions, you know, and they're getting stuff done. And so that's what's really starting to tip the scales. Yes, exactly. And I think it is interesting that this first meeting goes so poorly, because I would expect B'Elanna to pull it together, you yeah, know, like, oh girl, like girly. <laughs> to your captain. <laughs> like, She's yeah. just, I, I love her. She's so yeah. funny. She's yeah. like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that for for Janeway like she just is yeah. who she is yeah she can't help this yeah but what really starts to change Janeway's mind is when they're actually getting down into it and yes. Janeway's asking for suggestions and it's not Chicote being like hey what you got you yeah. know she's like okay each of you suggest something or you know Carrie agree with what B'Elanna said or vice versa mm-hmm. I thought specifically when Bolana is talking about so they're let's talk about actually like what's going on They're um there's stopped in this nebula. Whoa, drink, (laughs) if you were expecting me to say nebula again. (laughs) So many in this (laughs) so many. Yeah. (laughs) These engineering problems are mostly caused by nebulas. Yeah, Um, that's what this uh, category should have been. It should have been a nebula. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely right. They have just realized that they've been traveling in circles or not like moving at all, essentially, because they're actually like the, the nebula is much smaller than they think it is and also like the whole reason they came into it was because there was a stress call and so they wanted to investigate it nine hours later or whatever they finally are able to clear up the distress call and they hear that it's Janeway saying like hey disabled ship do you need help so they're realizing that there's reflections like echoes like appearing in the nebula so then Balana is like I got it you know I can explain this so she says Imagine that you're sitting on the bottom of a pond, which is frozen over and you look up at the surface to see the reflection. You might think you're looking at another person. And then Jane like, and in that case, we'd be staring up at the surface of the event horizon and seeing a time delayed reflection of ourselves. So like, Janeway is like, I hear what you're saying, and I I add one, you know. Yes. And this is the momentum that they start building in all of these scenes. So that was just the first one, and then the my like favorite moment is in there's mm-hmm. like a second briefing, I think. Yeah. So they have they have nine hours until the ship is crushed by the nebula. They think like, oh my gosh, we can probably get out of this the same way we entered. So we have to look for a crack in the ice, I think Janeway yes. says. And so what they're scanning for is subspace instability in the event horizon. And Janeway's like, well, what would show up on our sensors? And they both say warp particles. particles. Yeah, yes. it's ah, like you just feel like they're both like engineering nerding out right now. And all of this is completely like never been heard of before like a ship has never been stuck in a nebula of this kind so there's nothing for them to draw from like it's by the seat of their bootstraps like rihanna was talking about with all these new scenarios and having to make up a solution to something that's never been tried without any trials um, on the spot so it's just it's so cute to see cute and amazing and wonderful and genius to see them just like working so well together like through the power of science and their brains their minds their minds when they attach not when they attach when they combine, it's incredible to see what they can do, and also hilarious because you know they go on the shuttle together to open the crack wider for the with the warp particles so that they can like get through this nebula and get out of the event horizon. Yes, I also love that Tom's trying to go on the shuttle. Yeah. He's like, "Well, I'll pilot it," and she's like, "Well, we need someone who knows the finer." we need someone who knows the finer points of temporal mechanics. And I don't think that's you, Tom. And then yes. she turns around. She's like, B'Elanna, you're with me. Like, let's go. <laughs> oh, that was the most badass moment. moment. Oh, love yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course we get this pinnacle moment after they open the crack a little wider. They're waiting to get through, but they have to choose which Voyager is the real Voyager and not the reflection of Voyager. And I just love the way that they both like, sort of read out their statements their thesis they're like this is why I think it's the port ship and (laughs) she's like this is why it's the starboard ship you know and so I really love that of course Janeway is like I'm right (laughs) like (laughs) the shuttle bay is facing us we moved to the nebula six hours ago so that's the one that was six hours ago and she was right of course but I think it's also sort of forging this moment of trust between Janeway and Bolana that Janeway made the right call and Bolana trusted her to do so, you know, and is like, well, if you're wrong, we'll have a long time to debate it, I think is what they say, <laughs> Bolana says. So, yeah, <laughs> incredible moment. And I love that this is sort of how a lot of begrudging Star Trek friendships start is with some crisis situation that help have them get closer together, almost die together, or something along those lines, particularly in a shuttle. You know, you really bond in a shuttle craft. So, Absolutely, those are some of the best episodes. Yeah, can, you, can you imagine? Don't even say that word to me. I I'm know, I, I saw her get triggered so
1: fast. JC fans
0: <laughs> oh, rocked around the world. Let's just talk about talent night, Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um. Yeah, can you imagine if Carrie had been in this with her? Like he would be like, "It's oh. the it's the otherness." Or, or even Tom. No offense, but Tom was like <laughs> sleazy back then. Oh yeah, he was with his greasy slick back hair. <laughs> Looks like Draco Malfoy out here. Stop! Oh my god. Oh, god. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it ends up working out, um, mm-hmm. and they go to the Starboard Voyager. And then I freaking love when they're back on the ship and Tom's like, because the nebula is closing really fast and they can only go so quickly. Yeah. And um, it, there's only like a meter on each side of the nebula by the time they're almost about to enter it. And so I'm thinking, okay, Tom's going to have to like do some insanely careful, like slow piloting. You know, like when you're yeah. moving a couch and you're trying not to sure. hit the walls and you're like, yes. please, please. <laughs> please, you know, just kind of slide through. Everything's going to yeah. be fine. But instead, Jane was just like, "Sometimes you have to punch your way through. Yeah <laughs> so they're just like, "Let's go. Like we don't care if we hit the sides." and yeah. and it worked out. They all survived. Yeah, they all survived. And Bolana, banana, I guess um <laughs> banana um, gets chief engineer. Yeah, and we see her already delegating asking people to do stuff and then adding a little please at the end which i thought was the best part of the episode um because then you're seeing the seeds of character development being planted in the second episode of voyager like that's awesome so good and she made things right with carrie so she apologized to him and she also said that i am going to rely on you carrie because you know starfleet regulations better than i do i'm going to be relying on you for that information and he respects that you know like she's able to put it aside and so is he but that was my only question at the end is we didn't really see an example of her having good leadership and i feel like in a situation like this, where there's only 120 something people on board, mm-hmm. you like, if you mess up and like make enemies at work, it's gonna yes. be really tough to come back from that when you're gonna be together for like seven years, you know? Yes. Um, and so there wasn't any, I thought, consideration about that, except from the Maquis perspective that the Starfleet people would have trouble taking orders from a Maquis person. But with Janeway and Chakotay backing her, you know, like that's not a problem. And she has clear engineering expertise that is above Carrie. So I think that helps them too. But yeah, that was my only reservation is like, I really can't wait to see her be a leader and work as a team with her engineers, which of course we end up seeing. exactly so agree okay well let's move on to another episode this is in season two so we are jumping a significant um amount for balana standards because she she starts calming down at the end of season one for sure so in prototype this is this one's wild first of all it's directed by jonathan Frakes, and when you see Classic. those three were four words on the screen <laughs> you know that some shit is about to go down yes okay so rihanna you want to you want to talk about prototype (laughs) i mean it's really a brilliant start i love the black and white shaky cam from the prototypes perspective and spilana says It has an unfamiliar power source and she wants to investigate it. And Janeway sides with her over Tuvok's security worries, which is very on brand. Janeway is also an explorer. She's like, we're explorers, Tuvok. We have to. (laughs) (laughs) And Tuvok is like mentally facepalming. I think he's just like, well when it eventually becomes hostile i'll you know like take care of it i will say just interject for a second that this is an example you know we were joking last week about how some of these plots could not happen during the war like this is also like (laughs) their main goal is to get home and janeway's like (laughs) which this is a big criticism that people have of janeway is that Mm -hmm. she stopped too much to explore and (laughs) you know I hear you, but also like the amount of tech they brought back because of Mm -hmm. her willing to just be like, hey, let's go. Let's have some fun. They really reap the benefits of it a lot. And yeah, in most situations. (laughs) And the sanity of the crew, you know, I think they would have gone crazy if they were literally only trying to get home. That's all they ever thought about, all they ever worked on. Yeah, you have to have quality of life. Yeah. 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 So Jan was like, who needs security? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who needs bring security? bring this robot. They keep calling him. Um, yeah, right. Right right here. Let's do it. <laughs> so they yeah, sure. my the my favorite thing ever, they take the robot literally <laughs> next to the warp core <laughs> again. Okay, what is this Jordi LaForge coded bullshit? <laughs> I just uh, like, is there an operating table by the warp core? You know, like, is that the only place you can work on engineering, like side projects? Is it's, by the warp core? it's the only set they have in engineering. There's no, like, I feel like even in TOS, we saw different types of engineering rooms. We saw labs, yeah. yeah, but no, no, no. We have astrometrics and we have the warp core. <laughs> <laughs> too true, too true. Um. Yeah this is insane and we see that Bolana gets quickly swept up into this because it's frankly a very interesting project for her engineering brain. Um, her and Harry start working on it together which I think again like Harry is also another great engineer that we don't speak of a lot. He does do a lot you know in Voyager and I think that we see him working with a ton of other people a lot. So he provides a lot of assistance or comes up with ideas when they're at a block a roadblock or something but we see in this one that Harry, that Bolana is like shooing Harry away and truly wanting to like spend hours into the night working on this robot. Yeah, oh, she yeah. <laughs> becomes, she becomes pretty obsessive. Yeah. Which is interesting because I guess I don't see this happen a lot. Like Bolana is not really an obsessive character unless it's about engineering and so i think probably the potential like this is a problem that she doesn't know how to solve and that must just be so annoying for her she's like i don't care how long it takes because the problem is they don't have the same type of energy to like like if the robot dies completely they probably won't be able to wake it up at all because they can't exactly replicate what type of energy he was like consuming Mm -hmm. and so she says like so her thought is like she has to keep him charged essentially yeah until she can find a way to like make an adapter to their plasma Crazy. you know, all this, all this fun stuff. So, well, actually I have, I have, uh, some of the facts if you'd like them. Yeah. The energy source is chromodynamic module powered by a tri-polymer plasma. Ooh. Um, and if the plasma, if the plasma right now is contaminated, so the energy is not being stored in the plasma very well. Um, mm. And so they do. Okay, maybe to answer my question, they do end up using warp plasma that they then convert to get into. So it like fits with his plasma that he needs. Yeah. And so maybe that's why they're by the warp core. But I will also say that they didn't know they were gonna have to use warp plasma. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Lol. Yeah. Yeah, they're silly. <laughs> and thank you for all that techno babble, Ashlyn. Insane amount of stuff they're working with here with this robot. Um, I, I thought tripolymer plasma was kind of cool i was like yeah, that, oh, that sounds, sounds neat. nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> pulls up the tongue a little yeah um, and we finally get uh the robot we, we hear the robot speak his name is 3947 um and he bolana says that repairing him taught her more than any course at the academy so i really thought that was an interesting line and she just like say robotics course but still oh any robotics course yeah so like, that's really indicative of what sort of practical experience will do for you, you know, and how absolutely since bolana has been immersed in this, it's really has been a really big learning experience for her. And of course, quick, quickly spirals, spirals out of her control when uh, when 3947 figures out that she's like, quote unquote, a builder who can construct a power module. Um, that will like help them make other of their others of their species and so Bolana is stuck between this like ethical quandary of like do I help a new species do I help the species procreate or do I deny them that for like the prime directive this is like <laughs> such classic Frakes episode are you kidding like yes. this cool moral dilemma that you're like oh what do we do <laughs> yeah I mean it's so interesting and you know when we have an ethics podcast, we can discuss this in more detail of Janeway and Bolana's discussion. But ultimately, Janeway says, no, you can't do this because the builders were the ones who created the robot species. and they are pretty much just meant to serve. And so they were created and and they were created to not know how to build more of themselves, you know, which is, of course, like a practicality that makes sense logistically. but, then Bolana is kidnapped and pretty much just like told, make this or I'll kill your crew kind of thing. So Bolana gets kidnapped a lot, and so do engineers in general. Like not as much as Chakotay. I still don't think <laughs> um, he's still Starfleet's most captured, but I do. But I do think that like between all the engineers, Geordi, O'Brien, Bolana, like there is so much just grabbing the the smartest person, the engineer, and <laughs> using them to like help fix something. Yes, this is so true. It's because all these characters are so useful. And so if a if another character sees how smart they are, they're like, hey, okay, come on, come help me. And that's, yeah, that's exactly what happens. I also, I just, we did skip over the fact that the doctor did come to talk through the, like, plasma issue with Balana. And yeah. we talked about it a lot in our um in our holodeck series but balana is the doctor's doctor <laughs> you know and yeah. so this is a early example of how they do work together well and like they're talking about you know it'd be like giving a blood transplant from a bullion to a vulcan like oh yeah that would be one unfortunate vulcan uh, but yeah. that's how she gets the idea that maybe she can modify this plasma because it's not blood you know um yeah. To make it to work so yeah just a cool just kind of a seed you know of that um we so won't talk cool. about that too much in these episodes but like his existence and all holographic existence relies upon balana ultimately it's important so. for our last episode for sure exactly so. setting up a little yeah wink, wink. Nice i discussion. kept my eye out rihanna yeah. there you go. <laughs> that week is coming back <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and I think you know in these situations where B'Elanna's kidnapped she is a pretty good like negotiator for herself like it's um she's always able to kind of debate with the person and say like why do you want me to do this what will you use it for that kind of thing and so she has this really great conversation with the bot who is like her kind of friend now while the other one is just like do this or I'll kill you (laughs) you know kind of thing yeah they they're bonded because like he knows how long Balana spent trying to get him to work and so i think they're yeah. both invested in each other at this point yeah exactly and he she's end up she ends up being able to create this power set, this power source that they need in order to create a prototype and so she's able to create this prototype of this robot and is truly the builder you know because she gets to talk talking with this the guy with the robot he had 3947 <laughs> and she says, you know, it's the well, and that's where the famous quote comes from. I thought I wrote it down. The famous quote. Oh, no, no, it's not. It's in flesh and blood. Anyway, so um, she builds this prototype and then she has to destroy it, you know, because it's they can't use this. It's going to create like a a crazy race of robots that could, you know, like completely change the culture and dynamic of the population, blah, blah, blah. And so it shows really Belana's love and compassion for engineering and for life because she created this thing and she also has to terminate it. And so it's just like what a crazy twist for her and what a hard thing to do. But she's like so strong to do it. I know, seriously. Like she she's like destroying a babe her baby, you know, something yeah. that she poured so much. I mean, she didn't want to be working for them but this is something that she wanted to do in the first place and why she went to Janeway like hey I'm I'm down to help them because it would be really freaking cool yeah I and also the data reference happens (laughs) right before this this because he 3947 is asking her about oh do you have robots or synthetic life on your in your system and she says only one who's like she's like we have we have synthetic life but only one who's sentient mm-hmm. and she t- literally says his name is data and he wears my uniform or he wears the same uniform and like he's also on a ship and i i'm just like ah oh. you know like the when voyager references tng anytime i cry and i data yeah. is like i feel like not talked about enough in the star trek universe of course yeah. not in like the human not in our universe <laughs> sure. we talk about him all the time but yes yeah. i agree like not a lot of uh, officers bring him up, especially engineers. Even though they should, and I love—I'm sure that Bolana is fascinated by data. <laughs> Too bad they never met. That would have been nice. Um, yeah, that'd be cool at an engineering conference. Maybe they have. <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> no one gets kidnapped or the conference gets bombed or anything like. Yeah. Be yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. Ashlyn, shall we go warp ten for a little bit so we can talk about threshold? let's go i'm ready to be so altered that i no longer recognize myself at the end of this conversation (laughs) okay cool cool cool. um so yeah we have in this episode not going to be talking much about blizzard part pre-lizard ashlyn literally put in the notes um stop after tom gets allergic to water (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because that's the first that sign, means. yeah. Once yeah. that
0: happens, like, oh no, no, <laughs> there's no engineering after that. <laughs> so, so, Ashlyn, you talked about it in your techno babble a bit, but you want to give us just like a quick overview of the feats that Tom is, Tom, Harry, and Belana are trying to achieve here. Okay, well, let's break it down. So, yeah. what is a trans warp drive? You ask. It is a drive that can. Well, so first of all, they like they just got some new warp plasma. They, again, Ooh. warp plasma is coming up a lot. Yes. Yeah, so this new, or no. So I'm so sorry. It's not warp plasma. It's a new form of dilithium that mm-hmm. remains stable at a much higher velocity, and so mm-hmm. that means they can go much faster, and it's not going to burn out as quickly. The warp plasma, or the um the dilithium, and so this is what a trans warp is. This is what a trans warp drive is designed for. Is this new type of dilithium. So thanks, Delta Quadrant and so they go for it and they think well if we can reach warp 10 which is the threshold that means that they will hit infinite velocity so they will occupy every part of the universe at the same time and like tom spoiler will later describe this as like i i saw myself in the shuttle i saw you worrying about me like <laughs> looking for me i i saw klingons back in the alpha quadrant like literally you can see every part of space and you know, that's crazy. And so, ideally, you, like, just like Tom, when he realized, oh, they're looking for me, I'm just going to like cut the drive. Like, you're still in control of yeah, your motor yeah. functions, I guess. Uh-huh. And so, you are able to theoretically go to any point in the universe. It yeah. would have been funny if Tom just like went home, but yeah, he's like, roll it up. Yeah. He, he's like, I left my bitches back in the Alpha Quadrant. Um, and then he would turn into a lizard in the Alpha Quadrant, and that oh. would be the end of the show. So, yeah. Exactly. Um... Thank you for coming back, Tom. (laughs) Yeah, so we don't give Tom enough credit for coming back to Voyager. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so theoretically, they could have done the same with Voyager. And so these tests, like, are looking really good. So the episode opens with Tom running a simulation. And this is when the problem starts, where the nacelle flies off. And then they talk yeah. to Neelix. Neelix is a genius and helps them to realize that they need to, of course, use the uh, fuselage, like uh, I was of talking course. about earlier. Yeah. And, um, and so Tom does the test flight, and uh, it it goes well. And he yeah. passes the threshold, and he he, does. he sees every point in the universe good on you tom they do it again for janeway but um, that's just for a a never pod Uh, i don't know which series threshold is gonna fall into we already did it for one we We should have talked about it for love and affection tbh but (laughs) lizards wow yeah so anyway ashlyn let's talk about dreadnought next i believe so Yeah, let's do it. This one, essentially, is Balana finding out that a Cardassian missile that she reprogrammed and named Dreadnought also went with them through the caretaker's wave and rode all the way to the Delta Quadrant and is gunning for this planet that it thinks is a Cardassian planet. Turns out there's this deeply, deeply embedded Cardassian system within Balana's deeply coded deadly missile <laughs> um, and she this is extremely short version but yeah she exen- essentially uses those two components to like make them fight each other so that she can make the missile explode before it reaches this planet but this is just insane to me first of all the speed of e- engineering that bolana made as a maquis to reprogram this cardassian missile so thoroughly that there's like a million safeguards, all of these different backups. Um, it's so difficult that Bolana is having like the hardest time trying to get through her own system. You know, I mean, it's kind of like battling her own self because literally the computer is doing the voice of like the computer is Bolana's voice. And it's just incredible because like I love to see that this is literally Bolana seeing how if she can outsmart her maki self and see if she can like. Be the ultimate engineer <laughs> to do this. You know, it's insane. And it was directed by lavar Burton, our very own Jordy LaForge. So, love of my life. <laughs> exactly. um, he's like, someone said engineering episode. Let's yeah, go. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is such a good one because, in addition to everything Rihanna just said, they also wrap uh, even deeper like plot development for Balana, which is that she has to face who she was as a Maki because she set this missile to go after the planet without Chakotay's permission. And this is something he does not tell Janeway. She who did she end up telling? She told did she tell Janeway that? She told I thought she did someone, up. Or... yeah, she did no. like, some random person, but anyway, yeah. Tom, probably? I bet oh, it was Tom. Probably. um probably. Anyway, so, so, but she admits that she was so filled with hate and anger that she just did it without asking him, and he was so, like, he didn't yell or anything, he was just, like, deeply disappointed in her and thought that at this point they could trust each other, and by setting the missile off to the planet, it means that they didn't have that trust. And so when it went missing, taken by the array, she assumed it was destroyed. She was Mm -hmm. so relieved and she thought, thank God, this nightmare is over. And so now here she is two years later having to deal with it, just like fix this mistake. Otherwise, it's going to destroy this planet of like millions of people. And so it's, I think, just another example of like how something that is done in the name of hate can have, like, such unpredictable consequences and hurt someone that you are not intending to hurt. Like, Balada would never have wanted this to happen, but it's just, like, the consequence of these actions that she took two years ago. Dude, snaps for that. Like, (laughs) no, literally, so true. I'm like, oh, I need a a drink. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, that was so good. And I love the fact that, yeah, she is battling both her past engineering self and her past maki self and you know i think that it's not like she's maki and star or she's not like she's maki but also starfleet or she's klingon but also human she is maki and starfleet and klingon and human you know and damn straight I think, <laughs> replace that my therapist has been telling me this replace more of my butts with ands you know and just try it in your life because it's really revealing of how much we the, the, the thing following the butt sort of degrades or ca- cancels out the thing before. And I think that, like, Belana does that a lot to herself. She cancels herself out and she thinks that I have to be this and this, but also that instead of being this and that, you know? And so, this is a really cool episode to hear herself in Belana's voice, you know, with this computer talk to herself, outsmart herself and ultimately give this nightmare officially over you know and so yeah just kudos to everyone involved in this episode it was so good so wonderful i think one of my favorite parts i mean just the the missile's personality in general is so yes. interesting and especially like when balana is trying to talk it into circles and try to confuse it she the computer keeps insisting you like the re the whole reason i'm not obeying you is because you are coerced by the Cardassians. like that's the third most likely thing that's happened to you or you mm-hmm. changed sides or something and so i can't trust you because you're participating in the delta quadrant deception and i thought yeah. that was like such a badass um Ooh. i was like oh i like that title like is that my next band name but yeah and then also i thought oh man um <laughs> Who says this. I think it was Tom. He said cuz uh they're hearing the missile, you know, they're like hailing the missile. So on the bridge they're talking to it to Dreadnought and Tom says cuz I, I think the missile's like uh Dreadnought will destroy uh, and yeah. Tom says when a missile starts talking about her, your themselves in the third person, I get worried. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, no, that's so too. true. That's like TOS 101. <laughs> you gotta <Yeah>. start running. <laughs> that thing's about <Yes>. to explode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah and again we're seeing Bowana negotiating herself and like outsmarting the person that is like trying to force her to do this engineering thing um or trying to stop her in this in this case it's really incredible to see her negotiate this <laughs> missile and then negotiate the Cardassian sub-program underneath that she also has to fight with so. Well that and like- that creates a distraction so she's able to physically like Yeah, get up get at the shielding herself at the casing oh yeah and when she's like about to pass out and still like cutting through the casing with her phaser it's so so badass and also she's like you know choking like not much oxygen left and then the missiles like dreadnought says um, you know, I'm starting to reconsider. I think you're right. Yes. Like, I am in the Delta Quadrant, and Bolan is like, I am not falling for this. Yeah, she's like, very funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how, what's <laughs> of, of that? Very here. agamous. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. So, Ashlyn, I think shall we move on to Day of Honor? Yes, please. Let's go. Oh. It's season four. Woo, woo. Seven is here. <laughs> we talked about her <laughs> like oh, a little while ago this yeah this episode. is seven's entrance to engineering but yes. on the balana side she's having the worst day it's the day of honor everything is going wrong for balana she like woke up on the wrong side of the bed essentially yeah. and having to work with seven is grading on her as well also i thought it was interesting because when chakotay first asked Belana like, is it okay if, or not is it okay, but like, hey, I'm just letting you know, giving you a heads up that Seven's going to be coming down here because she wants to be working in engineering. Belana says that they know nothing about transwarp technology when Jakote says, oh, she probably will want to implement some Borg technology. But I was like, transwarp technology, you already had the Threshold episode in season two. And at the end, like the conclusion to Threshold was, Tom was the first pilot to ever break the thresholds you know the warp yeah. bar- the warp 10 <laughs> barrier so his name is up in lights with Cochrane and the best yeah. of them yeah. but we will keep this technology and develop it further and like complete more tests was what Janeway said and so they've clearly done nothing like that because Milana forgot it even existed I think she's (laughs) talking about like transwarp conduits maybe like she's thinking more in a Borg territory she has no idea I think so but it's like still it's it's like the same same principle yeah so I don't know yeah agreed Um, wild (laughs) yeah anyway and so it, the whole thing is she's like i'm not going to do the day of honor ceremony because i'm having a bad day i'm making excuses for myself i'm not going to do it and she goes she's so flip floppy about if she's going to do it or that, <laughs> really? to the point where she even goes to start it and then quits halfway through yeah oh poor Belana. <laughs> oh it's just rough to watch because she's is struggling you know like we talked about earlier struggling with her culture and identity and we see here that it it is affecting her work you know she's had a tough day seven's on seven's in engineering um she doesn't really want to be around people in the first place let alone when they have to eject the freaking warp core and so seven or so bolana is like trying to save engineering she's trying to shut down the warp core she wants to check one more thing there's no time and paris is like trying to get her out of there but like losing the warp core is like the worst case scenario for an engineer and the best case scenario for shacks. (laughs) Like he's the only one that loves to eject the warp core. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But everyone else, it's like a terrible day, you know, especially when you're stuck in the Delta quadrant and warp is your best way home. And you don't got another one you know you have to go get that and so that's what Janeway tells them to do is sends Bolana and Paris to go and grab the warp core (laughs) and bring it back so that they can like keep going you know it's just insane amount of pressure on Bolana, already feeling like humiliated about losing the warp core in the first place yeah and I have never really thought about this like we haven't really seen the remorse from the engineering side when yeah. you eject the warp core because again like you i'm thinking about shacks and so they're like yeah. let's eject the core i'm like yeah Ooh, like let's yeah. go but for balana it is like the worst day of your life and that's like yeah. the lowest point for any engineer is like yeah. my job is like to keep the warp engines online you know there <laughs> it goes like and now be scotty is like crying constantly <laughs> 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 yeah exactly and so it's even worse when so yeah tom, like rihanna said tom and balana go after it in a shuttle and then it's even worse because the the freighter dudes the weird i hate these aliens that are in this episode the No. And it's not it's not the mainland. I can't remember. These dudes are so annoying. Yeah, Yeah, they're like, give us some treats. Give (laughs) us your trap. like your salvage. It's ours. Yeah. And so they claim the warp core and take off with it. (laughs) And then Tom and Bolana, like the shuttle is wrecked. And they have to, like, go in their suits and do, like, a spacewalk. So they're just, like, cuddling together. They get hit by a wave. And so their suits are damaged. They have to share oxygen. And is like, Rough. this is, I'm literally going to die. It's a day of yeah. honor. Like, this sucks. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And both Tom and Blana have a, a, a tendency to confess their feelings right before they're about to die. Because Blana <laughs> is, like, brave enough in this moment when they're both losing oxygen and saying like I've actually like I actually think I'm falling for you I think that like she says I love you yeah okay she does in that one yeah she says I love you and so I just think that that's like insane you know and and she still of course does like when they're saved and rescued and this like helps to strengthen the beginning of their relationship but oh my god what a way to go through it like Jesus yeah uh, yeah absolutely they're their relationship cracks me up but i'm always yeah. rooting for them they, it, this has Same. been a slow burn since maybe season two i mean in threshold balana like sprints into sick bay to go check on yeah. tom and harry doesn't show up at all so yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway yeah at their last moments balana saves them completely because she says let's combine our signals so Mm -hmm. we get a further carrier wave because if they just like try to hail the ship the range is not far enough to reach voyager and so by combining them yeah sends a carrier wave out there and then voyager is able to find them and rescue them at the last minute right before they die on the like dumb alien front i did think it was cool because they were basically threatening them like oh we have your warp core and so you have to give us whatever we're asking of you And Seven thinks like Seven figures out that there's a way to build a energy matrix to to replicate the thorium, which is the element that they need. Mm -hmm. And they used to be able to produce on their own, but they can't anymore. And so Seven basically gives them the technology in lieu of like all the things like rations and water yeah. and everything that voyager needs to survive and the people need to survive sure. so i did think like as a side note seven just created this like thorium replicator was yeah. really cool yeah what she the she just hell? creates the coolest shit and you're just like okay cool we have that now and she's always on plan c you know she's got <laughs> she's got it ready
1: damn so straight I love
0: to see that uh, no pun intended so shall we move on yeah let's do real- it to Revulsion, an episode that I think is revolting. <laughs> yeah, but the revolting part is the Harry Seven part. <laughs> well, that and the hologram part. Like, honestly, yeah, this the whole hologram thing is awful. It's nasty. And yeah. I don't want to talk about it for long, but I do think it is important <laughs> because Ballon is kidnapped again. I've been kidnapped. <laughs> she... Kidnapped by danger. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And her and the doc are i guess they go together on this hologram ship but you know it always turns out that he's evil or like something always goes wrong the poor doctor he's so hyped he's like yeah. hey buddy like hologram friend yes and then by the end of the episode the holograms like reaching inside balada's chest <laughs> and like, trying to kill her because <laughs> he hates um he hates organic life forms which just like theme of the these hologram episodes um yeah, I also see huge... the brush of it. Like... I'm I'm also sorry because this is a huge oversight from the holodeck series that I did not include this oh, one. Psh, it's um, okay. We also didn't it... include the one word Barkley is like uh, fully with, with the I... <laughs> so... <laughs> you're fine. That was a tasteful omission. So... Yes, <laughs> this it was, was a th- one that I'm this... thankful of this was a thoughtless omission. So... Oh, okay, <laughs> we'll take it. Um, <laughs> but essentially Belana is Like, we talked about the doctor of the hologram. And so she is definitely the one that everyone goes to when looking for, like, help with repairs for a hologram or whatever. And with help with this hologram. And she is, like, in the sort of background trying to access his matrix and trying to stop him, essentially. And she ends up destroying him, so kudos to her. But, like, she's literally, like, so unwell and, like... It's incredible she survives this. And I just think, like, this is again, Bolana working just quickly and efficiently. But yeah, incredible. Yeah. It's also amazing. I mean, you mentioned she's incredibly unwell. That is because he has, like, broke, he, the creepy dude, like, broke, broke some of her heart ventricles. Ooh. And so, like, her heart is, like, barely hanging on. But she has, like, broken ribs. She's, in- she's bleeding internally it's unbelievable that Unload. she's able to even walk <laughs> at all but <laughs> yeah. i think the adrenaline of like he's chasing her is so creepy throughout sure. and also there's a fake out moment where balana thinks that she's deactivated him yeah. and then he just comes back because the doctor finds the holographic fish and is like are you sure um yeah. but yet despite all of her injuries and also having the doctor literally down there with her right like she still defeats him on her own and i absolutely adore when she finally kills him there's like a giant button on the display and i just yeah. i love the idea that they're like you have to have a huge octagon shape deactivate button <laughs> yes. um like in our normal part of the engineering program mm. just beautiful moment, menu yeah, screen like, choice yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Funny. great point Yeah. <laughs> yes and okay. then she fixes the dock it's, it does get scary when he has his mobile emitter because you're yeah. like oh my gosh this hologram's gonna go board voyager and kill everyone know, right? <laughs> it's just insane should have been on spooky on um, another thoughtless yeah. submission and those were both my series i'm so sorry <laughs> well, you know it's fine this episode is revolting so well also voyager kind of had about... like voyager already had like 40 40 spooky million episodes yeah, at least. So. in holiday. Yeah. so mm-hmm. okay ashlyn I think it's time to briefly talk about Extreme Risk um, because this is, of course, the birth of the Delta Flyer, the first episode where... um, (laughs) Yeah, it's a (laughs) paper. It's where, essentially, the Delta Flyer is starting to be constructed. Tom Tom has, before this episode, been really thinking about it and he already has plans drawn out. Um, This is just like... This and Drive are just like the ultimate watching like the ultimate nerds being nerdy and doing their thing and loving it you know like that's what I do love about this is yes they're also trying to figure out how to get this um, probe that's stuck in the atmosphere and they can only send a shuttle and Tom is like this is my time like we can finally build this shuttle I've been begging you all to build for months and months and I think it's so funny that once they start building the delta flyer like everyone's on board and they're so excited and like it's just it's so great to see like my little engineering nerds in their happy place yes absolutely uh (laughs) tom is just feral in this episode he is so excited and i guess he's been pestering everybody about wanting to design his own shuttle and Chakotay's like dude we've been over this like there's no there's not enough resources to do this type of thing and also in this perspective there's not enough time to design and build a ship because they have to go get this probe and Tom's like well 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 like I let me show you what I have and he has already been designing this and I love Okay, let me just let me just talk about what he's yes. adding. So no, he says like a normal class 2 shuttle is not going to cut it in the delta quadrant. We need something better to deal with what we're facing. And you can tell Jane is like I love this. Like totally. you know, like the points that he's making cuz she's already you can yeah. imagine she's probably like mm, like Interesting. I would I yeah. would be interested in a shuttle, but like the circumstances is a great excuse. So mm-hmm. um Tom is planning on using Borg weapons ultra aerodynamic contours, retractable nacelles, parametallic hull plating, unimatric shielding designed by Tuvok. And Mm. like all of these things, it's like a crew effort, you know, Um, Janeway's like, say no more, (laughs) let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh, man, I love this so much. I love that um, Seven Seas has Borg-inspired weapon system. She says it's adequate. And Tom is like, that's high praise. <laughs> you know? And I just, I love that moment. But yeah, we're seeing here, of course, Bolana's side is like, she's not excited about this. She's not excited about much. And just like truly going through the motions. And so it just breaks my heart because I know that Bellana at her, like, in her at her healthiest would be really pumped about this and would get all giddy like she was with prototype and that kind of stuff and I think she did help a little bit but she's easy to just like resign herself when when Seven calls her out and says it's not a very good design or something which of course is Seven also just being like cannot read a room (laughs) to save her life it's like interesting you know that Tom is really the one to keep trying to pull her out and keep being like making this amazing project. I thought you'd be interested, you know, and trying to see if he can get her to talk about it. But, you know, she's pretty stubborn, so it takes her a while. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's also, I don't know, it, it's just a good reminder for like the signs of depression like if you're not getting excited about the thing that you are so passionate about that you would punch a fellow engineer over yes. like maybe something's wrong or something has shifted for you that you need to address I I think this is like as hard as this episode is to watch in so many ways I do think that is a really I, I don't know they like I do think they portray, they portray the depression and everything that she's going through really well yeah and I love at the end where she's she somehow convinces Chakotay to let the to let her go on, yeah on the mission to retrieve the probe because she should not Crazy. like yeah. like in this mental state but Chicote's like yeah she's excited again and so yeah. she's he's, she's gonna let it happen he's gonna let it happen and it turns out it was a great choice because sure. this these micro fractures were the problem all along and in these two days they had to build the shuttle it was too, like they couldn't figure out how to deal with them. And so what Balana does in the moment, Seven helps her to seal like another plate on yeah. top of the plate that's crumbling. And then she uses a phaser and these other like really cool things. She just yeah. randomly takes out of the different parts of the flyer and creates a force field around the part that's about to blow. And she does this in like 20 seconds. She's like boom, so boom, cool. boom. Yeah, like depression who you know oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she's incredible adrenaline yeah. kicking oh, um really? i also love when she before, before, when she gets on the shuttle she says "Vorik, you're in my seat <laughs> it's like yes. yeah Bolana's back Woo. yes and Vorik. we gotta mention Vorik. he is the vulcan engineer who has some struggles <laughs> let's be real on on voyager but he He's makes like, an appearance a lot yeah he is Bolana's friend like he Helps her with a lot of repairs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not really friends, but like engineering bud, you know? Yeah. Your work friend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, there was a great quote before the, (laughs) like when they were getting ready to take off, because Paris is just like, we can't deal with these micro fractures. I said, we just launch now and hope for the best. And then Tuvok says, Mr. Paris, that is perhaps the most illogical statement you have ever made. Hi, this is my favorite 2 bird. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Like, that is high amounts (laughs) of a logic. Yeah. Oh, man. Incredible. Juggernaut. Let's do it. Yep, let's talk about Juggernaut. I think the biggest, like, impression that this episode left for me is the fact that Bilana is, of course, a badass, which we've established. And also, like, like we've talked about with Janeway, not afraid to get her hands dirty, literally, and in engineering, and she is pretty much the point person She go taste the, the commander. Sure. But she's like the point person on this freighter trying to repair these systems. And before like there's a cascade failure and it explodes and it's going to destroy like a bunch of people. Cause it's full of radiation. Um, and they have to like, Get these control mechanisms back online. They have to go deck from deck. Neelix is involved because he's had like dealings with this freighter before. Not this freighter, but he's like dealt with other freighters and that the mechanisms before. He was an engineer's assistant on a freighter, actually. That's how he knows about how to help them and threshold. (laughs) Yeah, and he knows some stuff from when he was like looking at that orbital lift, which is classic. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) there's Neelix tries. Yeah. and you know this is a great demonstration of Belana trying to na- navigate her like anger leadership issues le- leadership management and her own like engineering prowess prowess you know while battling literal radiation and this like irradiated person who has been like killing other people insane circumstances that she's under but Honestly, watching her crawl around, like, all of these tubes and decks and, like, just being a badass, fixing all these systems. It's just, it's, like, so satisfying, almost, to see her, like, not thriving, obviously. It's it's so rough, but it, it's amazing to watch her, you know, just keep going through all of this. Oh, yeah. I mean, we love a tank top episode. Oh, B'Elanna yes. is in her tank top pretty quickly when she's on yes. the freighter. I also, right before she goes on to the freighter, Tom is walking her there and, um, and she just sighs and she says, I suppose it's always going to be like this, me against the galaxy. And Tom says, well, the galaxy doesn't stand a chance. And Aww. I, I just love that because I think it really shows like they're two exactly where they're at as characters, you know, Balan yes. is like, she's struggling this whole episode, like with against herself and her anger and her emotions. And, uh, and Tom's like, ah, you're going to be fine, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I know you, I trust you, you've got this. And she does indeed got this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she, again, <laughs> she, she's the one who saves everybody. Yeah. Yeah, she figures out, like, that it's a person who has been sabotaging this the whole time. And also, even in the very first scene, of course, I've seen this episode before, but it's pretty obvious like they're trying to lead you down to the idea that this could be deliberate what's failing because at first it's like the controls aren't working and then the backup and then the backup backups aren't working and then now this specific part of the computer you need is frozen you know like it's clearly Mm -hmm. someone who knows exactly what to do to stop this freighter from working and so Belana figures that out and she talks to this person and you know is trying to figure out like their uh, what's going on, you know, and they're protesting everything that's wrong with this Milan society is like, yeah. they need help. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, it's it's great to see B'Elanna fighting for herself in this episode, too, because she does try meditating, which she had tried with Tuvok in the opening scene, and it didn't Whoa. work well for her. Yeah. But she's so desperate to have control over something. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to try to get my state back to normal. And yeah, she does end up getting off the ship in time and making it back okay. But it was it was a tough road. <laughs> yeah, incredibly done too. I love also that meanwhile, Janeway is thinking of a backup plan, thinking of a diversion. And um, Seven mentions that she has a plan C, which is like her also being a great engineer thinking steps ahead and then two turns around he's like is there a plan d <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> he's like are we certain we are c- fully covered so that was really funny oh I just the kinship with them it's so good oh, it's so good yeah um All right. Shall we take a little drive I would love to continue our discussion about the delta flyer um This is incredible because we open with Paris and Harry test flying the Delta Flyer, and they're such nerds about flying and engineering. It's absolutely glorious to watch, and then they run into this woman who's like oh there's a race going on you want to be a part of it and they're like sure the odds of this are <laughs> yeah. astronomical i love it <laughs> <laughs> incredible the the flyboy runs into a cool ship and then she's like nice ship let's race like let's this, is, race. It, this is this is crazy <laughs> is this like a like 80s film where they're like out by the diner about to <laughs> race each other yeah yeah, I, yeah exactly right american graffiti yeah so I feel like what is so great about this episode is the fact that we're seeing what Balana really prioritizes and what Tom really prioritizes, you know, because throughout this whole episode, we're seeing that he's prioritizing this race and that Belana's is so excited for their romantic getaway and he completely forgot because of the race and he was still going to go and this was going to pretty much end the relationship, but Belana decides to go with him, you know, and she makes that choice deliberately to be like, I'm going to try to get invested in more of his stuff that excites him because yeah she's an engineer but i don't think she's that interested in racing <laughs> you know i think like she's more interested <laughs> in repairing the engine if it like stalls during the race or something you know so um but she goes with him because she's like either we're salvaging this or i'm telling him that we're breaking up essentially is where i think she like has going into that and so It's just fascinating to watch her have to navigate herself as an engineer and as, like, a partner. Yeah, I mean, this is another episode where, like, her personal journey is so intertwined with engineering. I just, I love it. (laughs) It also takes her having two conversations with different people about what's going on. Felix gives her some advice, like, do you plan on keeping Tom in the dark? Are you just going to break up with him because your perception of him is is bad you know like like you think all these you have all these assumptions about him and then indirectly seven also says i've noticed because tom is an erratic individual that if i embrace some of his interests we get along better and then we like then work more efficiently and so seven she's just analyzing this from uh like how do i work with these crazy ass humans like she's just trying to communicate better and so this is a result of her finding and balana's like oh okay i should i should probably do the same thing so that's what prompts her to join tom on the race and it's a little unexpected i i will say to advocate for tom that if he had known the extent to that she'd gone to to get the holodeck hours he might not have even considered like doing the race at all after that, you know, because he knows Belana. He knows that she's low self-esteem and she's gonna you know, she she's so like like full of fight against for like every other problem except with tom you know she's she's afraid to fight for their relationship because she is afraid of like getting too invested in losing him and all this other being vulnerable you know yes yeah all this stuff going on for her i love her solving our problems through (laughs) engineering solutions like (laughs) they're all the same (laughs) we're gonna solve our problems through this race um, <laughs> which thank god they didn't pass the finish line they almost get blown up again and this is what Tom proposes <laughs> this is what I'm saying is we have another life or death situation and a huge proclamation of love and commitment but I just love it I love seeing it I'm not I have no qualms with it I think it's beautiful it's so fun and of course, a great way to weave engineering in. <laughs> oh, so great. Well, yeah, and they, I, I really think Tom and Bolana only have a serious discussion at once every like three years. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they really air it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just wait until they're about to die and they're like, okay, let me okay, just tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, and I love uh, Tom's little nursery rhymes right at the light that readjust my sight. <laughs> yes I love all she says straight through the gate and Tom says and then remodulate <laughs> like Our couple. couple Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why in all of my fics that I write post Endgame, game I have them like as engineering like as the elite engineering team building shuttles like I honestly think they could just make a freaking living off of yes. this agreed Agreed. I think that's the perfect explanation, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. So before we end the episode, let's talk uh, briefly, you know, we talked about the transwarp drive. Um, (laughs) I want to talk about the slipstream drive for a minute Um, in the episode, Timeless, because this is another important piece of technology that is developed specifically because they are in need of it. It reminds me of the uh, TNG episode or the DS9 episode. What is it? Where... I think it's I think it's T Yeah. Troy falls in love with that dude. Oh. Um, but, yeah, it's it's reminded me of the TNG episode that this is Masterpiece, Masterpiece Society. Society. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Masterpiece Society where Geordi says, like, I guess like we have a need for innovation or we we have innovation and advancement because we have need of it. And so yes. this this is why voyager it like ends up coming back with all this technology because they have needs that no one ha- no one has in the delta quadrant or in the alpha quadrant and so slipstream drive is one of the most exciting possibilities because ideally they're gonna just slip slide on by right oh, yeah. home <laughs> <laughs> yeah and apparently balana has made this work by putting in um quantum matrices and benetite crystals that can only last a certain amount of time so they have to use these crystals quickly um and of course some borg technology um, as of usual course. and tom is like running these simulations and realizing that there's this fracture again these fractures are just everywhere um it's almost like they're shattered you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah so essentially he predicted a disaster scenario which is what happens when they try to use this the slipstream and then of course Harry and Chipotle go back in time. They do their thing. They do that weird seven techno babble that I was talking about earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it's so insane because in any other circumstance, they would not like try this after seeing that the, Tom had the disastrous like engineering or in the holode- <laughs> holodeck, like disastrous results from using this. And so Harry volunteers himself because he's like, months of work for nothing like we need to make this mean something and the ben and crystals are gonna not hold out for much longer and I think that like to push these crazy engineering feats feats on the like theory and chance for just getting home like they would never try you know obviously if they're just if that desperation to get home wasn't there and that's not starfleet sanctioned like there would have to be a million tests and it would take way longer than three months of work like i thought that three months was so short to like getting the slipstream to what they think is ready capacity and just because you all had a party doesn't mean that you should just like then risk it the next day anyway you know well that's what janeway thinks and this is why ultimately the disaster that follows is her fault yeah. because yeah. uh Chicote says like he looks at the specs himself and he's like if we show these to any repairman yes. or to any engineer back home they would think we were absolutely crazy and like this yeah. is a harebrained scheme and would never be approved. And Janeway, despite all of her engineering knowledge, she's like, "Nope, we're getting home. I want to bone you right now." <laughs> 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 so we have to come home right now. Yeah. No, no. But I mean, that's <laughs> a I mean, no, okay, yeah, yeah. part of it. <laughs> yeah, and so like she's she's sick of being in the Delta Quadrant. Everybody is, and so she's like, "Let's do it," you know. And so mm-hmm. yes, Harry spends twenty years blaming himself that he gave the wrong, like number. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, it's Janeway's fault, bro. It is. <laughs> you know, she executed the order. So yeah, it's her mistake. They spend twenty years trying to fix. So yep. Anyway, Period. yeah. Wow, <laughs> it's the only time you'll hear us insult Janeway. <laughs> Literally the only time. <laughs> #Hashtag Murder Too Big. She did fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um okay Ashlyn. let's close out this episode with flesh and blood the movie basically um it's 84 minutes long um hour 74 i can't remember but it's it's a great episode obviously enjoy every minute but mostly every minute um and particularly enjoy that we have another field trip with some holograms with belana getting kidnapped and the doctor feeling empathetic this was the plot of rev- revulsion but it didn't go as far um this <laughs> continues to be the plot for balana being the most competent person in the room means you're gonna get kidnapped a lot and she does by these holograms who are rioting essentially because the Rojan are like killing them constantly and using them as prey it's just a shitty situation all around <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I think the most prominent person we have to talk about in this episode is Kajal. She is the Cardassian hologram who is sort of designated designated the engineer of all of these holograms and on this ship. And Bolana is essentially assigned with her to reinforce the warp core. Um, I don't know. Sorry, it's assigned to make this like utopian hologram home <laughs> for when they reach this planet that the Herogen can't like follow them to, and the holograms are injured so the doctor is able to help with that while balana before balana gets kidnapped and then balana gets taken once the doctor like changes his loyalty around and so i just thought this was really interesting because balana we've seen before when she gets kidnapped also has sometimes like a half loyalty to the group that like did take her or was at least like agreement in agreement with them before like a prototype so i think it's really interesting that again we're seeing sort of allegiance shift and change with these different technologies being used with sort of the advancement of technologies where it shouldn't be aka the prime directive you know as we discussed in prototype so it's wild to see all these threads throughout these episodes as well beautiful rihanna absolutely agree yeah Thank you, you said it all this this is such a cool episode because you actively see balana's perspective changing as yeah. it goes on because i think she's very i mean her and the doctor like they have a a funny relationship because she totally tolerates him and but like throughout the years does come to understand like he does have depth and like he does have um like a really important role that he plays on the crew and so when he's when she's seeing so many other holograms um also fighting for rights like oh so like shocking Um, I think she's she becomes very sympathetic and I think her time with the Cardassian Kajal what's her name yeah yeah I think her time her time with Kajal really affects her too yeah and for the better I think because the Cardassian and her talk about stereotypes and how like both of them are kind of breaking the stereotypes of what either they were programmed to be or like born into kind of thing and with like especially with the Cardassian being this really accomplished engineer which we saw with like the episode destiny in deep space yeah all the female cardassians are the best engineers Yeah. (laughs) yeah exactly which was cool to see again here but also that kajal takes their side in the end you know and realizes oh my god like my leader is now becoming a cult leader and i don't do not want a part of this and so she is able to help them like repair the warp core before it explodes um she helps shut down the other holograms for a moment so Bolana can like stop the madness stop the killing um and she works with the herogen engineer at the end and I love him too I can't remember his name but he's like he was literally given a new life because of these holograms because he didn't have to become a hunter he could become an engineer and he yes. never wanted to become a, a hunter you know and so in a way, of course, again, this is Janeway's fault. Second time I'll ever tell, say that. (laughs) (laughs) And only, but by giving this program, but it did help this, like, heroic engineer to realize what he was. I think it helped this Kajal, or helped this Cardassian hologram, Kajal, to realize she was an engineer. They start working together on, like, reform, the holograms, and the systems, and, you know, I think what it really comes down to is balana's quote here where she says it's the warriors who get the glory but it's the engineers who build societies yes literally the reason i chose this episode to talk about because of how how like gritty it or how like yeah just how in the weeds we get about like this type of thing so yeah yeah wonderful yeah, love they're to building see it in the society the holographic engineer and the heroic engineer
1: So So cool. And create new
0: jobs for the Hirogen, like advancing their culture, you know, let's go. Yeah. Maybe soon they'll capture practice, they'll they'll practice capture and release instead. (laughs) Maybe someday. (laughs) Consent (laughs) (laughs) Consent to be hunted is important. Yes, it really is. (laughs) Man. So Ashlyn, this is just like, what an amazing watch list you put together. I really appreciate you taking the time and thought to get to talk about all these amazing women shall I say, we have to remember that these are all women in STEM, women in engineering. um, We've mostly discussed today, um, which is just incredible. Like to see Seven, Janeway and Bolana in these roles is so inspiring. And I think helped inspire a ton of people to become engineers or scientists or, you know, go into NASA and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It really healed my soul (laughs) seeing all these women do all these amazing things. So we yeah we were out here voyagers just so such a special series we love her and we're so happy we get to talk about it and now next week we're gonna be talking about a man and <laughs> he's a great man his name is charles trip tucker the third um so i i like i'm gonna be screaming i'm already mentally thinking about this watch list because it's my man <laughs> I can't wait we are gonna have such a fun time next week but before we get there I would love to thank some other people that we love which are of course our patrons thank you so much to Jordan Hirsch Megan Chowning MC Freudist, Spotted Giraffe Isabel Curlon Nascos Rick Mason John T Bolds, Gil Dara, Jeff Richardson Never Otter Even Anna Post T Alexander Ivan Fetch and Michelle Thank you so much for your donations to our Patreon. We mm-hmm. appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much, Ashlyn, for, for recording this Bolana and, and others pro- podcast. I really enjoyed getting to talk about all of them. Oh, of course. We're entering a very exciting period in the series because mm. on Patreon, Rihanna will be announcing the next series mm. next week. So if Get you want to hear what the next series is ahead of time you better tune in you better head on over to patreon.com slash the just podcast and you shall hear it so yeah with that i yeah like you said rihanna <laughs> enterprise is gonna be an uh, absolute joy <laughs> so... i'm so excited <laughs> Ashlyn, <Yeah>. thank you <laughs> absolutely rihanna thank you so much please kapla yourself <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dura Sisters podcast. Please tune in next week for the sixth episode of our engineering series, where Ashlyn and Rihanna will discuss Trip Tucker III in Enterprise. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, and Twitter to check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating $1, six, twelve, or $23 per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive rewards for each tier. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series. Pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, death fakeouts, first officers, spooky, and the holodeck series. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social media, editing, and marketing is by me, Ashton Gelman, and Rihanna Hurd. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. It's her birthday, right? No. Or no, I'm so stupid. It's a day of honor. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Like <laughs> like oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Um, okay. No, it's not a fucking birthday. Um. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, a. Uh, It's the day of honor.